Well, another thing that uh, that we wanted to talk about this week was the uh, or is the Acadia conference that has actually kicked off uh, on Monday this week at USC. Uh, Acadia, for um, for those who aren't familiar with it, is uh, the Association for Computer Aided Design in Architecture, and uh, each conference is hosted by a different uh, different host in a different location. This year, the um, the topic is a design agency, and it's hosted at uh, the USC uh, campus. Um, so the conference uh, actually starts on Thursday between the 23rd and 25th. We have, uh, we have three, three uh, reporters covering it, including Amelia um, and Nicholas and uh, Anthony Mori. Uh, so, so we're going to have, we're going to have a bunch of, um, a bunch of reports on on the conference next week, but to to give a little introduction to the conference, uh, Amelia actually spoke with Elvin uh, Huang, who is the co-chair of of the the conference at USC. Uh, he's also the director of uh, synthesis design and architecture, a practice here in in Los Angeles. So so let's uh, let's listen to that that conversation now. Um, my name is Alvin Huang. I'm uh, an assistant professor at the USC School of Architecture and uh, principal of the firm Synthesis Design and Architecture. And I am also co-chair of this year's 2014 Acadia Design Agency Conference held here in Los Angeles, uh, October 20th to 26th at uh, the USC School of Architecture. So what exactly is Acadia? Acadia is the Association for Computer-Aided Design in Architecture, and it's a... Uh, network for um, designers that are interested in uh, computational design research and uh, the way that th these things are being applied as uh, techniques and uh, tools and explorations into uh, design. Could you give me a little bit of history about the Acadia? So Acadia was founded in 1981 uh, by Bill Mitchell, Chuck Eastman, and Chris Yesios. Um, since then, it's hosted over 30 conferences across North America and has grown into uh, sort of the premier uh, association for uh, computational design research. Um, the conferences are held annually. I think uh, we are now the 24th annual conference. And uh, basically, we pull an attendance that is global. Um, we've got people coming to visit us from as far as New Zealand, Australia, Asia, Africa, um, all over Europe, and, of course, all across North America. Wow. So has it always been associated with USC or is that a recent development? No. So every year it's a little bit like the Olympics. Every year a uh, team will put together a proposal or a, teams will put together proposals to host the next conference. And uh, those proposals are reviewed by the board and uh, you basically pitch your city, your school, your organization, your theme and uh, a selection is made. So this is actually the first time the conference will be held at USC. Oh, cool. Where has it been held in the past? Usually in the United States or elsewhere? Uh, yeah, it's always in North America. Um, so Acadia has sister organizations called ECADI, which is the European version, uh, CADRIA, which is the uh, Asian version, and uh, CGRADI, which is the South American version. Uh, the North American version uh, 
not to knock any of the other ones, is the oldest and probably most uh, mature of those organizations. Wow, okay. And so I've noticed that just from perusing a little bit of the website, the programming for the entirety of the Acadia event doesn't, it's not just a conference, but it also includes some workshops um, kind of buffeting the event for the few days beforehand, I believe held mostly at USC. Right. So what we have is it's actually uh, grown through the years and extended. And now uh, what we have is three days of design workshops, which are being led by uh, a, a wide range, ranging from sort of academic-based uh, computational researchers, software companies, and even large corporate offices. Um, all of these workshops are here for both students, practitioners, researchers, academics to attend and uh, basically explore different uh, design techniques and design processes and learn about how to use them and uh, hopefully apply them in the future. Additionally, we have uh, the three-day conference itself as well as a one-day hackathon and five keynote speakers. Uh, Zaha Hadid is our headliner, um, computational designer or game designer Will Wright, the inventor of SimCity, is another. Casey Reyes, who uh, is the inventor of a coding language called Processing, uh, computational re design research architect slash uh, public spatial artist Mark Fornes of The Very Many is another one of the speakers. And finally, we have Greg Otto, who is a structural engineer who uses uh, computational processes for producing complex facades and structures. And he's the principal of Walter P. Moore here in Los Angeles. So how did you go about choosing these keynote speakers? Well, what we really wanted to do was highlight the kind of spectrum of, of computational design and not focus on it as something that was exclusively about one thing or the other. And so we were very keen on getting Zaha, who we think is uh, one of the best examples of how computational design has changed conventional practice in, in the sense of it being uh, a true architectural practice that has delivered and, and realized a number of, of computation, computationally enabled projects, um, but then also beginning to think about how it is changing the terms of practice. So a guy like Mark Fornes, who is doing mostly public art projects, but is trained as an architect and is working with architecturally driven processes to create public art that is architectural and spatial. Um, but then we also wanted to begin looking at how this kind of computational design aspect is not only spreading to other areas, but being uh, sort of informed by other disciplines. So Will Wright, uh, as the creator of SimCity, is also trained as an architect, but now produces games and produces some of the most, uh, I guess, influential games of the of the video game era. And these games, have, like SimCity, The Sims, are, are really influential towards the way we think about the built environment. And then Casey Reyes is a designer, not an architect, um, but he's also a coder. And He's been teaching and influencing architects for some time because of his uh, development of language processing. And processing is something that uh, really has changed the game for a lot of architects. And so we wanted to kind of go to the source and see how, uh, see what he's been up to lately and, and showcasing what uh, 
his artwork and his coding has been all about. And then uh, finally, with Greg Otto, it's again looking at somebody who is in an allied discipline in terms of structural engineering, but applying these same sorts of computational principles towards the rationalization and realization of structures that are highly complex and involve a lot of uh, computational processes to enable them. That's pretty incredible. It sounds like a really fascinating variety of speakers that cater to very specific pockets of this kind of conference that needs to focus on how the field has changed so drastically, I think, Mm -hmm. from inception in the early 80s. Obviously, things are very different. Um, So maybe could you try to give me like a punchy basic explanation of what the conference is, because it seems to cover so much ground and have so much content and so many amazing little pockets that are going on. How do you sum up what's happening in kind of a, in a short way as possible? Well, I think what we've tried to do is take the term design agency as something of an open-ended and uh, wide description that is open to interpretation. Um, so in, in one hand, in a computational process, you can think of design agency as something that is about multi-agent systems. But I think more of what we're, we're, the openness is more about thinking of the term agency as something that which is about purposefulness or, or application and thinking about the bottom line with computational design is still about design. And uh, we're, I think, really looking at how we design with technology rather than for technology. And I think uh, how we design with technology is something that has always been at the very core of innovation in architecture, whether you're looking at uh, Brunelleschi's invention of uh, perspective, which changed the way he designed in three-dimensional drawing, or if you are looking at Otis's invention of the elevator, which revolutionized the building by being able to go vertically, or the emergence of uh, mass production in uh, the turn of the century, which allowed us to mass produce columns and glass and steel and begin to really think about the terms of modernism as something that is a process of industrial fabrication. And I think we're at a critical point right now where all of these technologies, whether it is a design technology like perspective or a building technology like the elevator or a fabrication technology like mass production are coming back to us in different forms. Again, thinking about things like parametric modeling as a design technology or of, uh, say, real-time sensing in buildings as a building technology or digital fabrication as a making technology. And all of these things are beginning to redefine the the terms in which we as designers can interrogate uh, what we're doing, but also begin to inform what we're doing to think about these things as something that have the potential to make radical changes to the way that we practice and the product that we produce. And I think uh, one of the things that I'm really intent on on pushing on this stuff, again, going back to saying that design is at the core of things, is the fact that I think in the end, if you talk about like uh, technology being a driving factor towards all, all of this stuff, a lot of what is explored in this conference at times has been discussed as what we call digital architecture. And I think... Uh, you know, the term digital architecture, I think, very, very soon will be obsolete. Um, when I was a uh, recent graduate from the USC School of Architecture in 1998, um, when I was at school, there, there was talk about when you graduated, were you going to go to a CAD office or a normal office? And it's a, t- it's a term that is laughable now. 
there's no such thing as a cat office. All offices are cat offices. And uh, soon you won't be able to make that distinction about what is a digital architecture or a digitally enabled architecture. It's all going to be informed by or driven by some sort of digital process. Yeah, that seems like the big joke whenever people do refer to a digital architecture is that it's more a sign of our times than it is of the actual technological ability. It's more just how we are still constantly referring to the past that came before it and feeling the need to distinguish it as something different when in fact it's quickly, almost clearly, obviously just the status quo. Yeah. And and using it in particular, in, um, and as I'm sure you can comment specifically being associated with USC, uh, Los Angeles and architecture schools like SciArc and USC are particularly interested in all of these varying technological aspects of digital design. So not just um, immediate technological applications in the building, but also more on the design level mm-hmm. and have programs devoted to um, the digital architecture of virtual environments, as well as um, designing technological applications for adaptive buildings or transforming buildings in some uh, digitally rendered way. So I wanted to ask you a little bit about if there's so much application already uh, going on at schools, um, how do you think that factors into the audience for Acadia? Like who is the ideal audience that you hope the conference will attract? Well, I think the ideal audience for Acadia is really the people that are interested in exploring innovation within research, uh, innovation within architecture and sort of the direction that architecture can go, not necessarily where it has to go, but where the potentials lie for it to go as a, a exploratory process and a research-driven process. And I think by research, I want to kind of clarify that I think in architecture terms, the term research is often misused and often abused. And research is often sort of paralleled with thinking about the collection of information and potentially the uh, analysis of information. Whereas I think uh, in terms of design research, we're talking about design processes that produce information or produce knowledge where you're actually able to learn from the process in a way of not learning what's out there, but learn from some by producing something that's not already out there. And so I think what we're looking at with this conference is very much, uh, uh, we have made a very conscientious decision to not be focused on pure academic research, but also look at uh, industrial research and and the way that computational design research has changed the game in terms of industry. So you'll see that uh, our attendees and our speakers and our workshop leaders are all coming from not only academia, but they're also coming from some of the most Uh, I guess, established and uh, respected architecture firms in the country. So we've got people coming from Zaha Hadid Architects, SOM, MBBJ, uh, HKS, uh, the the KPF, like the the list goes on and on and on. And uh, I I find it really, really fascinating to see that, you know, all of these, uh, what some may think of as, uh, you know, established design practices are also really pushing the boundaries in terms of exploring novel processes to, you know, different intentions. Some of them are are focused more on uh, expediting and efficiency, and and, uh, some are focused on environmental processes and and trying to look at analysis and structure, and others are more concerned with geometry and fabrication. But 
there, there's a wide, wide range of things happening. And I think the fact that it is not just uh, about the academy, but also about the industry is something that is really important. Well, ArcConnect is certainly very excited about the conference. We will be there. Um, a few of us will actually be there attending and reporting, covering all of the keynotes, as well as having some basic coverage going on throughout the conference. Um, so we're hoping to get a lot of content there, and it's going to be really exciting just being in the crowd. Fantastic. We're uh, really looking forward to having you guys there. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, do you have anything to add that you'd like to include? Well, I'd like to add that uh, the conference takes place uh, October uh, 23rd to 25th as the actual conference dates. Registrations are still open. We've sold out on student tickets, but we still have uh, full price tickets available. And uh, we uh, will hope to have a amazing uh, event that uh, we'd like to invent you, invite you all to attend. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Alvin. Thanks so much for talking with us. And uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.